right, everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Royville House of Comics. We are here today. This is Stefan and Ellen. And we have just read an amazing issue, the introductory issue of Dick Grayson Robin in Batman Detective Comics number 38. Uh, from the DC database, the writers were Bill Finger, the pencilers were Bob Kane, inkers Jerry Robinson, letterers Jerry Robinson, and the editor, editors were Whitney Ellsworth. And I must say I really like uh, the cover to this with uh, basically Robin uh, jumping out of the little bandstand onto the football field. Is this Cape Spring loaded? It might be, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to be able to fly, right? He's a little Robin. So. It either looks like that or he's backing into it. But the, like, uh, <laughs> kind of like the uh, because the, uh, his his cape is like flying up and over the top of the oh true the, yeah. the hoop he's jumping through. No, I, I get it. Maybe he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> jumping in like the. Uh, but yeah, but the so, comic, but the cover is really cool though. I yes, that's yes. a nitpick. But uh, I'm not sure if I did mention it. Uh, this issue of Detective Comics aired or was released. On April 1940, over 80 years ago. Uh, He's a boy wonder. For 80 years. Well, not 80 years, because as we will see, hopefully, he grows up. However, so after we get past the cover, uh, you have basically the cover again with a lot of description. We find out that Robin comes from, takes inspiration from the legend of Robin Hood, which I thought was kind of cool. And that he is, and his parents are a member of Halley, H-A-L-Y, Halley's Circus, as opposed to, I think, and hopefully I will be able to give you a firm answer on this. But in later issues, the name is changed to Haley, as in H-A-L-E-Y, Haley Circus. I just thought that was uh, slightly interesting. So Dick Grayson overhears some mobsters talking to the owner, uh, Hallie, about protection if uh, something bad's gonna happen here if uh you don't give us some money you don't want an accident if you and know they what do I'm talk saying. like that they do talk like that that's that's written oh, I, into I, the dialogue i, I totally there. heard that when i was uh it i was, was reading it it's written into the dialogue see anyway we're getting to that but the mobster's clothing and hallie's mr hallie's clothing super wild man a red, like, Crayola red fedora. It, and they're also very dapper. Like, everybody's wearing button-down suits, uh, vests, vests uh, fedora hats, and uh, uh, pretty funny. Um, so, after Hallie dis- decides that he is not going to pay the protection money, and he wants to call the police, the gangsters decide that the 
circus is going to have an accident and the people that are going to have an accident will be the flying graysons and in this issue dick grayson's parents are john and mary so i thought it was interesting that the way they died was that acid was put on the ropes as opposed to in later versions they're actually just shot with a gun. I thought it was a little bit more interesting that they used that. Are they always shot with a gun, or is that just certain writers' reinterpretation of it? Well, that's it? certain writers' reinterpretation, okay. of course. Well, I think the current philosophy of Dick Grayson's parents dying is that they're shot with a gun. Okay. Um, so, that happens... Dick Grayson overhears the mobsters talking to Hallie about there will be more accidents. And he says, well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to the police. Then all of a sudden, right behind him, the Batman's there. He's ever present. And I'm just like, um, were you just standing there the whole time? Like creeping right behind me? He's ever present. He's omnipresent. <laughs> Have you not read a DC comic? <laughs> I just thought it was Batman hilarious. Is the best there is. That is true. Batman, Batman is, is best, best there is. is. Uh, that is true. I just thought it was hilarious that he's yeah. listening into the gangsters and he's like, I'm going to call the police. Then all of a sudden, this guy in a bat costume's like, No, you're not. I'm Batman. I'm going to figure out what's going on here and I'm going to help you. At first, I was like, is Batman telepathic until I realized those are speech bubbles. So why was Dick saying his inner thoughts out loud so that Batman could respond to them in the first place? Well, that's true. That is true. It's so odd. So he decides to uh, take Dick Grayson and he's going to basically mentor him. And so he... Gets Grayson into his flaming rose red vehicle. It's I the also Batmobile. thought it is the Batmobile, <laughs> only only very red. It's very red. <laughs> and he is taking him back to Wayne Manor and says, "You know, you're going to lead a perilous life. Do you really want to do this?" And you know, Dick says, "I'm not afraid." And all I could hear was, "You will be. <laughs> you will be." Also, crime fighting. It's like the Masons. You have to take an oath at midnight oh, with a I candle. Thought, <laughs> it was I, cool. I, I, I honestly thought it was really cool because to me, it harkens back to when you're like a little kid. Neither, well, when I was a little kid, you know, you got your your card that you remember the Avengers or, or you were a friend of Batman or whatever. And so having to swear this oath to be a crime fighter, I thought was really, I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought it was cool. And is that candle floating? It, the candle is uh, a floating. Maybe it's a, a super, maybe it's Plastic Man. I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> when Plastic Man was uh, created. But no, actually, I do think it's on some kind of uh, uh, candle holder. Um, but so then Dick goes into training, which is kind of cool. It, you know, for a few months, he's uh, training with Batman on the various things that you need to do to be a crime fighter. And then he is Jiu ready. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu I kind of wonder, because they didn't say, cause they did boxing and jiu-jitsu. And I wonder if back in the day, jiu-jitsu was seen like some kind of 
mysterious martial Maybe. art, you but know? But look at this art, though. It is funny as hell. Dick is just like, yeah! <laughs> and, and somehow... He totally flips uh, Bruce, Bruce is Wade. like levitating in the air or something. It's it's crazy. I don't know. I kind of think he's like, talk to the hand, Bruce. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So Batman also is uh, always smoking his pipe. I think that's also kind of funny. But so Dick Grayson is ready to assume the role as uh, Robin. So with what, his bright yellow plaid pants. With his bright yellow uh, plaid pants, uh, not not in the costume, but in the panel, uh, Bruce Wayne is talking to Dick Grayson about, okay, now let's get you into this. Let's go get who you already know is Boss Zuko. Boss Zuko is the head of the mobsters in this town mm-hmm. that the Flying Graysons were a part of. Without looking at the dialogue of that panel, it just, I, I can just hear Robin's like, but dad, it's not a phase. It's fashion. <laughs> That's loud. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, uh, so yeah, so he decides um, to put Robin. Uh, into kind of a undercover, like his first assignment, his first mission, Dick Grayson is undercover as a newsboy, a newsie. Like extra, 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 read all about it. But yeah, so, and then what happens? A couple of street toughs, other newsboys, come up to him to basically say, you're going to give us your money or we're going to rough you up. These street toughs. Are wearing vests and ties. Well, one of them has a bow tie. I mean, he's he's once again. Bow ties are cool. As I say, very dapper. Um, there is one thing I thought was kind of funny. I, I kind of missed it when he's doing his training. Uh, you know, Batman's like, well, you know, you're going to have to train and all this kind of stuff. I'm going to teach you a lot of new things. And and Dick basically says, you know, well, I've been doing trapeze stuff since I was four. So. I told Ellen earlier that I think it's really cool that Dick Grayson was trained in um, horrible parenting and child endangerment since he was very little. So actually (laughs) going into the Robin persona was like second nature to this kid. (laughs) But anyway, so getting back to the Newsies, uh, Robin is supposed to follow them because obviously these newsboys that are just roughing up another newsboy are connected to the crime boss of this small town. It's in the name, crime <laughs> boss. <laughs> That's true. That that is true. So I that, don't think you know how this works. I. So that being said, um, a very over the top. Uh, crime boss who is always saying, see, like, we're going to get them, see, I'm going to go over there, see, we're going to rough them up, see. I just, I thought it it was all at once amazing and also very aggravating. You know what struck me about Zuko? He's smoking a cigar, and when he exhales, he just exudes smoke. He is always in a cloud of aggressively exhaling smoke from all 
parts of his upper torso. It comes out of his ears. It comes out of his neck. We don't know where. He's got holes all. Maybe he got shot a lot when he was younger. Maybe there's, there's a tracheotomy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's, it is not. I thought maybe it was just this room when I was first reading it. Like, you know, maybe they had the windows closed. It's the oh. 40s, you know. But it happens later when they're actually outside. It's still happening. So obviously there is something seriously wrong with this poor man's health. Actually, it also, too, looks like there are like little explosions coming out of his body. So maybe <laughs> it's just, I don't know. So uh, so Dick Grayson goes and, and tells Bruce about what's going on. So Bruce goes to the various places that Zuko is getting... The mobsters, customers, by the way. Yes, yes. Our customers, I, I Let's guess bleed the... these customers dry so we have no return customers because this customer service line is the worst. You would think that you would, yeah, you would think you would want return customers. I, I thought it was funny that he did title the people that he is doing his protection racket on as customers. But... That being said, Batman goes around to the various areas and punches. Uh, he goes to a laundromat. He goes to a casino, basically roughing everybody up to try to get to Boss Zuko. At the casino. Dude, Batman is Batman in all of his Batman glory. He takes down three gangsters with one punch. He three pick- in one glow. Three in one blow, sorry. He picks up a whole roulette table and just throws it across the room, knocking out four more. And then continues to, he picks the casino, the, the, the roulette table, like marble usually or slate underneath that, and continues to use it as a battering ram to, I don't know, herd the monsters away using this like by sliding across the floor and sliding them yeah it was crazy and then he just throws money everywhere to cause distraction batman's kind of a jerk to whoever (laughs) i mean i know zuko owns it but like what about the guys that are just you know the working slobs the dealers the waitresses all of them Throwing all their money, closing down the joint, basically. Mm-hmm. I did find it funny, too, that in a lot of these panels, Batman is just cheesing it. He's obviously having a good time doing what he's doing. <laughs> but, so, he does that, and they eventually get to the... He has one of the people that he kind of helps... By getting the mobsters out of, I think it's the laundromat, or maybe it might be a casino uh, area. No, actually, I think it is the laundromat. So, he gives them something to give to Boss Zuko. And it's a really cool, I I don't know. It was pretty So, it's a box, and then Zuko opens the box, and it's a bat. And the bat has a note attached that basically says... You can't take this building down. It's under the protection of Batman. So he has upset Boss Zuko so much that he rounds up all his guys and they're going to go to this building and they're going to take out the Batman. So as they're doing it, the first person that they encounter is not Batman. It is the sensational Boy Wonder. 
However, do you know? Do you notice how he got there? It was all it was all Roger Rabbit style, mm-hmm. where he ran up behind him and rode on their bumper all oh, the way to. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of looks like they 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 might have been stopped at that point. I'm not sure. Well, no, it says above the car leaves. They're riding on the tire rack, Robin. He's riding oh, on the tire okay. rack. No, you're. I I guess I'm just more into like the the action of it. But yeah, no, you're right. That is that is pretty cool. I. The, but it he's is a awesome. kid. Yeah. Maybe kids at the time did that a lot. I'm not sure. Once anyway, again, sorry. that was about 80 years ago. So. As that's going on, uh, we do not see Batman. We see the boy wonder going around. He has his slingshot, swinging uh, little pebbles, knocking the gangsters out, swinging over uh, lines with, you know, kind of, because it's a... It's a a building under construction. Yeah, it's a construction area. So you got like cranes and you got the steel beams, beams, high beams and everything. And Robin's just kind of running around, taking people out, swinging. And I really, really enjoyed that. The action was good. Um, I will say that some of the narration is definitely dated. Um, Let me see here. You can say that. Let me quote. Um, As a shot whistles past, Robin takes a stone from his belt and places it in a queer-looking instrument, the slingshot. Yeah, I, I never really considered a slingshot that, but then again, especially, I would assume, back in that day, like... Oh, what, um, um, Dennis, oh, the Dennis the Menace, yes, thank you very much. Dennis the Menace always having the slingshot. But, yeah, so that was during this confrontation. That was basically Robin's um, uh, offensive, uh, offensive yeah. weapon. Yeah, so he's running around. But at some point, Robin can't take them all out, and he gets in trouble. He's hanging perilously on a high-rise and the bad guy's announcing exactly how he's gonna how he's going to kill Robin. He's gonna step on his fingers. He is announcing it out loud, <laughs> which is very awkward and weird. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it's also kind of that whole you know the monologue of the villain thing. Um, but as we think, this could be the Boy Wonder's first and last adventure. Who comes in swinging on a, uh, swinging to adventure, swinging to save his ward? Batman. Batman. But not before he allowed Robin to kill a dude. Well, yeah, but it was kind of self-defense. It was self-defense, but he did kill a dude. <laughs> like, let's That's true. Say. He basically knocked him off one of the high-rise uh, uh, steel girders and he fell. I, I mean, I guess technically he could have survived the fall, but it's unlikely. He bounced. It's cool. <laughs> it's he's unlikely. Fine. I mean, he's at least twenty stories up. It's unlikely that he survived, but I guess he could have. We can we can make that our head cannon. So Batman swings in. I kind of I don't know. I kind of almost envision Batman in the darkness. Granted, he's smiling and cheesing because he's so happy that this is happening, but because he's so happy to be Batman, but he's like. Sitting in the darkness, and Robin's going and doing his things, and he's just rubbing his bat mitts, going, Good, good, my <laughs> apprentice. I don't know. It um, was a little, it, it was a little, 
Yeah. But, but I did like, too, that, that he let Robin do it. And then when Robin was in trouble, he swung in he to, was a to, to help him out. Is Oh, my gosh. That is so poignant. And you just said that. That's amazing. <laughs> Batman was Dick Grayson's safety net. Yes. Okay. All right. So, towards the end of the issue, uh, it's it's kind of funny because... So, Batman wants to get a confession out of one of the guys <laughs> to get Zuko uh, basically put in uh-huh. jail. And he uses... I, I think it's part of his equipment. He uses like a the bat rope battering or or whatever Bradley it is. Hook? It's kind of yeah, it's kind of hard to tell with with the the art. But it looks like he puts it around the guy's neck, throws him over the side, and is basically hanging this guy. That's exactly what it looked like to me. I, I <laughs> like, can't even argue that gosh. that's not what's happening. But he's talking in full sentences, so obviously it's not happening that oh, way. Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> so, and then, as he's hanging this guy, he has the same acid that was used to uh, on the trapeze ropes that killed the Graysons, and says, if you don't talk, I'm going to spill this onto the rope, and you're going to basically plummet to your death. And I'm thinking, I'm going to plummet to my death, or I'm going to get hanged. What kind of hero are you? You're bad at this. <laughs> you are so bad at this. But the guy is definitely understanding his situation and says, oh, no, no, I'll tell you everything you want to know about the guy and let's get him in jail as long as you don't, as long as you don't kill me. Then Zuko's like, you dirty rat, see? And uh, he knocks him over the side, but then Robin uh, helps him uh, and... Uh, saves him. No, he doesn't. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Robin's taking pictures. Yes. Yes, Robin is taking pictures of the guy, which actually then, they never show that they saved the guy. I don't think they do. He just plummets to his death, So Batman allows a dude to die. But he got his confession, but he so got, good. But he got his man. He's like the Canadian Mounties. He always yeah. gets his man, no matter who gets in the way. Like, you're right. He just lets <laughs> the guy fall, I guess? Yeah, but that yeah. was a little... So Robin takes a few snapshots of Zuko killing Blade, his henchman named Blade... Uh, in his dapper uh, outfit. We don't know his name is Blade until like three panels before he dies, though. I just got to tell you. Well, true, true. <laughs> so, I mean, Blade, we hardly knew you. So, towards the the, the last uh, page, of, or on the last page of the comic, Batman puts old boss Zuko in a headlock and says that he's going to jail and that he's calling the governor. And I thought that this was really weird, but then I started to think maybe back in the day, yeah, he was a mobster, but he was Boss Zuko, so I wonder if he was like a corrupt politician. Well, like, Boss Nass wasn't a politician. He was basically a gangster that worked for one party or another. I can't remember which one in... Oh, not Boss Nass. That he was a... 
I was like, in Star Wars? No, no. <laughs> there there was a fictional character that they used. Boss Tweed. Oh, Boss Tweed. Yeah, yeah. He was, so I'm kind yeah. of thinking that this is kind of a Boss Tweed because, you know, uh, you see a few days later, there's a newsie, a street boy. Extra, extra. Extra, extra, you know. Uh, Zuko's found guilty by the governor, and then the governor's coming in to clean up city politics. So yeah, so I kind of think that Boss Zuko is almost, uh, as well as a, not only just a gangster, but a politician as well. I don't know if you, what I'm saying is, I don't know, because there's a lot of mobster-backed politicians rumored. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. he could be the man behind the man. He could be a politician as well, but... Honestly, the way he was talking, he was so stereotypical of a mobster. I just, I have a hard time believing that the writers put that Okay, so basically he was a mobster that was backing corrupt politicians. I would assume as much. So we have the last, or third to last panel um, of Bruce Wayne asking Dick Grayson, do you want to go back to Howley Circus? Or do you want to continue as my ward, as my Robin? And of course, Robin, loving the life of adventure, is like, I think my parents would have wanted me to go with some strange guy that dresses like a bat and goes and beats people up and possibly murders them on a nightly basis. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what mom and dad, Grayson, wanted for their son. So, uh, the second to last panel is old Bruce lighting up a, uh, a pipe and them laughing together, saying, sure, we're going to do this together. We're going to, uh, Robin can't wait for the next case. You are glazing over. What am I glazing over? I think I know, but what am I glazing over? Okay, you reckless young squirt. I ought to whale you for jumping those men alone. He's going to beat him. <laughs> He's just jo- casual joking about domestic abuse of a minor. Well, his, at the very end. <laughs> he was four years old and he was basically put in death-defying situations. So he's good with it. <laughs> We're laughing. We're laughing. And the last thing that Dick Grayson says in this issue is he can't wait for their next case. I bet it'll be a corker. I have no idea what that means. Maybe they're going to get drunk, cork the bottle, get drunk afterwards. <laughs> I got nothing. But... I'm assuming it means a blast. Uh, I'm assuming. Ooh, and the sensational find of 1940, The Boy Wonder. Yes, yes. It's actually kind of weird the way it's written. Because when I first read it, I didn't know how because it's like... The spacing's all weird or the alignment's all weird. Thrills, thrills, and more thrills. This is what that amazing character of the Batman and the sensational 1940 find of, ah, Robin the Boy Wonder. Okay, so actually reading it out loud, it helped me a lot. (laughs) But the alignment, he's right. The alignment of the text is weird. It doesn't, it's not like weird in the way that like... Signs sometimes have the split, like you have like two, like the first column and second column, and it's not right. really clear. Yeah, it's like literally the line is like a mountain range <laughs> as far as like jagged the way that it's written across. Right, right. So that is the first issue uh, where Dick Grayson Robin appears. So let's see what are 
what's your con? What what didn't you like about this issue? I and this is you you keep pointing this out. This is, you know, 60, 80, 80, 80? It's 80? Yeah, it's 80 years. Sorry, I said that like way too many times in my head. Um, this is 80 years ago. But the dialogue being incredibly stylized and stilted and just the casual references to things like domestic abuse and murder. And <laughs> right. it, it took me aback. I, I, I am good at putting stuff into its social context, but in historical context. But was it ever okay to really just wail on your son in the 20th century? I mean, really, was it? Right, right. And I mean, and as a ward, as we all know, that's basically a fancy word for adopted son or adopted child. So. Mm. However, he does not refer to, and I, and I was guilty of saying it, he does not refer to him as his ward in this issue. He does not. It's like an apprentice or something. I can't remember exactly what he refers him to. Assistant? Or the narration might have that referred to him as something like that, like an assistant or an apprentice or something like that. Yes, yes. So, for me, I have to say there wasn't a lot that I did not like about this issue. But, the, and this is a really big nit, nitpicky thing, but the boss Zuko talking and saying, see, I just... Kept thinking of it was like punctuation. Uh, oh, what what is it? Um, um, the mobster, the Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, but the oh, I can't think of him. If uh, you guys know the black and white, uh, Casey. Oh, James uh, Cagney. James Cagney. Yes, it just kept. Hey, see, I'm gonna go and shoot you. See, and it was just over and over. I. I had a hard time getting through uh, Boss Zuko's dialogue, but that being said, that is a very big nitpick. All right, so we have our cons. What are your pros of this issue? Oh, there's a number of them. Actually, it was very well paced, which is actually a little bit unusual, I found, with my limited experience with vintage comics. Usually vintage comics are real, like, choppy and fast. This had a good pacing to it, aside from one thing, which I probably should have put on my cons list, so honorable mention. Um, Batman just spells out for Robin, rather than we see Batman doing any sort of detective work on how the Graysons got murdered, he just tells him, like, randomly, like, the next day. Oh, yeah. You know, so that was the only pacing flaw in it, but it was very well paced. The action was very well drawn and actually very dynamic, and I do, I do enjoy that. But what I love the most, the most, was the banter that Batman had as he's punching Zuko. He's like, <laughs> you have no idea how much pleasure this brings me. It's all like very sophisticated, you know, it's just like very sophisticated banter. It's not like, welcome to Earth. I mean, it was, yeah, right. it was welcome like, to Earth. <laughs> Boss Zuko. That was the only thing I could think of for banter while, like, an action sequence is going on. But, like, he, like, actually says, like, you have no idea how much pleasure it brings me. Nice to see you, Zuko. You know, like, it's just kind of, like, it's really, um, I can see it in my mind's eye as a movie having Batman doing that. Mm -hmm. Because Bruce Wayne was well-educated and sophisticated. And that's going to carry over into Batman 
it's just it just is but that's my my biggest pro is the banter but the pacing is a very close close second i really appreciate that okay so that being said for my pros i like i said i have so many uh i do like the pacing a lot and if you're not aware, back in the day, especially detective comics, it wasn't just one. It wasn't just one story in the comic. The, this comic, I think, actually has three or four stories in it, with the introduction of Robin being the first one, and the page count for this part of the comic is only like twelve or thirteen pages, and I never felt like. I was missing anything in this story. Like they would have literally his whole training montage is four panels. It's the oath. They show him on the trapeze. They show him boxing. They show the jujitsu. And then the fifth panel is Robin in his costume. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just very well paced. I never thought that I missed something. The story was good from beginning to end. It hit all the highlights of what you think an origin story should be. I loved, especially I can see as a kid reading this. Now, I read a lot of Batman comics and comics with Dick Grayson Robin when I was a kid. But this is actually, ironically enough, and I can't. As much as I like the character Dick Grayson, it is odd that I've never read this issue before. Um, But I really can just imagine being a kid and reading this for the first time. And towards the back of the story, Robin is out there doing it himself. Oh, yeah. He's... um... This is actually a really good origin story. There's a reason that this origin story is almost untouched to this day. A lot of heroes, their origin stories get major overhauls as the characters evolve into the modern. Because I think the only big thing that has changed is uh, the the manner of the death. way the manner of death, whether it was the acid or the gunshot. How many people nowadays, and and I don't know, back in the day, it seemed like there were a lot of circuses that (laughs) um, were creating either superheroes or supervillains. But, you know, They left him there even in the 90s, the gritty 90s. Right, exactly. He still starts at a circus. Exactly. So I really, really loved this, and I really loved that Robin Dick Grayson got his great moment to shine i can see a kid at that time reading that and being like yeah i want to be robin that's so cool um so yeah there is a lot to love in this issue uh if you can pick it up in a trade if you can read it on the dc comics app dc infinite if you can if you are a millionaire and have the ability to buy this original book, I say definitely read it. That is a two bat wings up uh, on this issue for me. Um, any last words on this issue, Ellen? No, no. I um, I must say the way that... Okay, one last thing. I will say that the way that the artist chose to draw Dick Grayson versus Bruce Wayne... Their age difference is a lot bigger gap than I thought it 
what? Oh, yeah, you can definitely tell that Bruce, because, I mean, in here, Bruce looks to be, like, in his late 30s, early 40s, and Robin definitely... Age 12. Age, well, maybe not age 12, but he definitely looks to be in like that 16. He definitely looks to be a teen in this. Um, so that was kind of cool. All right. Well, that was our first review of a comic. We're going to be doing a lot of Dick Grayson. Uh, if you listen to our Welcome to Royville about uh, my comics history, he is... By far my favorite DC character, maybe my favorite character in comics and uh, at all. Uh, so that was Detective Comics 38, released April 1940. We will be continuing with the getting to know Dick Grayson sort of collection, correct? Yes, I okay. think actually that's the last. There's not a lot of issues with him before he actually becomes a titan okay uh teen titans um but there are a few batman comics some early good batman comics with a young uh dick grayson that we will be looking at and until that happens please click subscribe comment about this issue if you wish comment about dick grayson Please be polite, and if you want to know more about Dick Grayson, these issues that he appears in, please hit the notification bell so that you know when we are releasing a new issue. Other than that... They're about ready to kick us out. They are about ready to kick us out. I can see the guy get yelling at us to get out of the stacks. So, until next time, keep reading. Thanks. <laughs>